0: Hello again, and welcome to Underbench Staples, where two Irish boys named Russell that's me and Patrick that's him. That's you Uh, Comment and dissect A MasterChef Australia As it broadcasts Several months after it Actually happened in Australia But live in the UK and Ireland
1: You're really selling it It's just really
0: hard to describe it It's like One stroke of a Wikipedia search And you can find out exactly How this entire season has gone Or One spoiler by going onto The actual MasterChef Australia profile And you get the whole thing spoiled. So it's a bit difficult. But hey, we're getting used to it and we're enjoying it. Because do you know what I'm going to say? That was a really good episode.
1: It's always a really good episode, according to you.
0: It was a really good episode. It was
1: unusual in that the challenge was to embrace overnight cookery. Yeah. So this was an elimination challenge. Everybody in the entire contestants except. Declan were involved in this he obviously had immunity from earlier in the week and the theme was overnight success Mm. so embracing slow cooking by having a two step elimination you Mm. had uh, three quarters of, of an hour cook prep on the first day then an overnight cook and then a hour long cook the next day to present your dish
0: The Overnight Cook, I guess, has an asterisk on it because people took it to various different levels as to what cooking is. Um, It was interesting how it was framed at the very beginning, that it was like, you can cook whatever you want, think that the constraints of time are not there. And then, by the way, here are some constraints of time. Interesting way of framing it, but okay. Um, A really nice idea, I think the show, um, often is like so what can you do in 45 minutes what can you do in 75 minutes and often it's only ever the um, challenges where it's been set by another chef or something like that where it goes into five hour territory perhaps so quite nice to have that kind of carte blanche for every mm. uh, person in the kitchen to kind of go where they wished mm. it?
1: incredible that we so rarely see you know whole joints mm. cook like a shoulder mm. of lamb mm. You hardly ever see that involved in any of the challenges. And you if usually you do, see like whole fish.
0: Co- yes, it's usually in a pressure cooker. Yeah,
1: ever. And like even in a pressure cooker, you kind of can't achieve the things that you achieve in a slow cook. So mm. I think it's it's a great challenge, and it's a challenge I would love to see every season mm. at least once.
0: Um, in was this technically within Big Week? Depends
1: if you class a Sunday as the start or the end of
0: week. And the reason I say that is because um, I'm sure most people who are listening to this are watching it on W, where it's Monday to Friday as a broadcast. But in Australia, it is Sunday, Monday, and I think it takes a Tuesday off or something like that. And then it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's a weird schedule like that. So the week... (laughs) isn't exactly the same going along i have a feeling it was the end of big week because this was a big cook a big elimination on time and big on time Mm. essentially but it just didn't seem to have the same emphasis that a lot of the other episodes in big week Seem to have had Yeah um, If you got this challenge oh, What would you do? Oh, this is a really difficult one When I heard it before Andy piped up with his rules and timings I And was his thinking And his thinking I would have probably gone along the lines of smoking something
1: A slow smoke
0: Yeah, as in like, because it was like you've two days to do what you want to do. So when you when I heard it initially, my mind was like, okay, so you kind of just have two days to be in the kitchen and you flit around as much as you like or yes. not. And for someone who might want to be like, right, I got the uh, nice Addy Lee cars in in the morning at 8 a.m. because I wanted to check on my smoker and everyone else was like, I don't need all that time, so I'm going to come in a bit later. That's the way it kind of felt to me as as the way it was... Uh, as an opportunity so when I heard that I was like this is great we might see some barbecuing we might see some slow smoking or something like that and then when it came along with the 45 60, the 45 and then the 60 minutes I was like oh that's me thrown completely Yeah. Um, my mind would probably go along brining Of something. It would have been a brine kind of a bit what filled it in the end. I probably would have gone along the line of an overnight soak of some chicken or some pork chops or something like that where just to add moisture to something. And aromatics and flavour, yeah. (laughs) What about yourself?
1: I think I would probably go the slow cook route Um, obviously my favourite protein is lamb Um, so the couple of people who chose and, and the cut of that i adore is the shoulder over the leg so i would instantly be in their teams of like get the shoulder of lamb cover it in spices slow cook it and then kind of go the flatbreads Mm. tzatziki onions yeah okay so uh, is there anybody that stood out to you by the thing that they chose or the approach that they took
0: Hmm, this is a difficult one because how many of them were there? There was a lot. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, I think. 15 I have here. Yeah, I think I have that too. 15? <clears throat> it's a lot of people. It's a lot of dishes. So this analysis of everyone might take uh, a while. But I don't think that we have to. Analyze everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about ones that really, really stood out for various different reasons. Let's go to Grace first.
1: Just my thoughts, exactly. Yeah.
0: Let's go to Grace. So you Grace hear this cooked challenge? Falafel.
1: She cooked falafel. You hear this challenge, and Grace herself kind of indicated, like, "I, I know other people have gone straight to protein." and have chosen the slow cook to tenderize approach mm, mm. i've really enjoyed her approach that it was like i i'm going to choose the route that isn't to tenderize per se it's to soak or to strain
0: i lived for her approach to this yeah it was it almost is kind of what we were just saying about how the challenge was perceived. That Grace heard Melissa saying, do the thing you've always wanted to do in this kitchen. And then Andy came along, said what he had to say, and she was like, I'll just make it work in the time, it's fine. <laughs> and that was that. that. And I think it's a great... Uh, obviously as you probably have noticed from now we'll flit from the initial idea to the judging within yes. each contest and yeah. that's going to happen <clears throat> the fact that she got so much praise for that dish is phenomenal Heaven. because I think she was second guessing herself so much purely because of other people are doing tenderising of proteins I'm not but it's such a respect of process regardless of whether it's a leg of lamb or, sorry, a shoulder of lamb or uh, a slow cooking of a brisket or whatever. It is still a respect of process. And the process is, yes, I can go into the pantry and I can get cans upon cans and cans of chickpeas that have already been cooked and I can make a little cocktail with the aquafaba on the side if I Mm. wanted to. However, this is the way... It's made with dried ingredients, and I'm going to show you that I can do it from the very beginning. Because heaven knows there's a lot of people who only know how to make falafel using cans of chickpeas, and they do not have the patience, the wherewithal, to make it from pure scratch. And then when she went in with, and I'm just also going to do straining my yogurt, she's making labneh. Incredible, amazing. Uh, comfy garlic, I think I heard was there heard as that well. Yeah. Uh, pickles as well. Girl used that time also, so well.
1: All of those are a veggie dish, too. Absolutely. I love the bravery of like even processes aside. Like, I'm going to go for a vegetable dish. Like, it's just so off-piste and. I think it really speaks to her approach or her ethos as a chef of like, I'm just going to zone in on the things I love and the things I do. So I think a standout cook, um, the judges loved it. Claxon For the Compliment to her Uniform frying Obviously us Two clock that
0: as yeah, well They were great Now Her sp- uh, Her Her divvying out We were like No 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 girl You need to do it better You need two spoons And just Like pr- 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 And put them into the fryer She was almost Handballing them I think I think That was to
1: achieve The round shape yeah. Like You could Get the kind of spoon like Shape yeah. If you'd prefer That style But um, Sensation. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. sensational. So how about we go on to someone who didn't do so well, and that was Rhiannon. Yeah. The rendang, which I just have to preface this and say, maybe my favorite curry mm. ever. Mm. So, and I know the time it takes, the special ingredients... It has processes, and that is the perfect thing to choose, especially because of her history of eating it, cooking it in Indonesia, absolutely I amazing. I loved
0: that story. Mm. I loved that. It was like, this This is the dish that got me cooking. Fabulous. I loved that, that so time. much. But it didn't go
1: so well. So I thought... The judging was harsh but fair because there was struggles during the cook of it dried out, the the flavour had kind of been zapped, but I don't think I've, I've ever heard the judges critique a dish and say, you had too much time, mm. and the amount of time you had zapped every bit of flavour yeah. out of those aromatics. What a killer critique.
0: It was so devastating for her to hear that like um, one of the thing, other things that they were saying you know in the haste to balance flavours the flavour isn't a rendang like uh, she tried there was a couple of people who had a battle to try and balance Melissa and Rhiannon both had issues um, where, yeah. and they both ended up in the bottom two yeah. um, they both had issues with the process of slow cooking and I know every winter when we post recipes for slow cookers um, I love a slow cooker you love a slow cooker a lot of people start going yeah but it's flavourless it's useless because people seem to think that you can just shove a piece of meat and some water into into it and it will work and it, it's not like that You no. it, it can only give what you give it. Yeah. Um, and I think it possibly seems that she made a home cooked version of that that she'd do in a pot over time mm. rather than into a slow cooker. And oh, she yeah. didn't intensify. And amplify. I think this is the advice we have often given when when it comes to slow cookers is whatever you think is enough isn't. You need to go further. You need to bring a bit more. Double your spice. Double your seasoning. Just because it is bland, otherwise, and it seems to have been fallen a bit victim of that.
1: Definitely, I got a pang as 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 I saw her put the beef into the slow cooker. I immediately thought that is cut too small Mm. because I just know the smaller the cut, the easier it is to disintegrate. Yeah, And to... I think if she had cut the pieces larger, Mm. they'd have stayed extra tender, they'd have stayed whole, Mm. and I think that that would have helped her, but I don't think the process could have helped her keep the flavours because they just had gone and, away. She
0: said, meat was overcooked as well. Uh, the judge is described, the judges described it as one of your worst dishes, oh. which is such a sucker punch. However, and in the edit, it was very, very well put that she knew things weren't going right. And misquoting here, she said something along the lines of, well, if that's not going to be good, I have to make sure everything else is really amazing. And that was when she started making the coconut sambal, which is what saved her.
1: The only thing. they it, s-
0: And they highlighted it to say that.
1: I honestly think if she hadn't got that, it would have been her yeah, going home. Yeah, I think I really, so too. I really, really do think It that. just
0: showed that even within the chaos of it there was a redeeming factor there was enough of a redeeming factor to make it work to save you yeah which is really really good Um, can we go on to Theo next absolutely
1: oh my god oh
0: my god
1: his eyes lit up at even the mere mention of this challenge so up his street so perfectly aimed at him Obviously, the audience, the judges have big expectations Mm. on how he's going to approach this, and he approached it exactly how everybody hoped. Whole shoulder of lamb, oregano on there, preserved lemon. He did um, pita breads. He did his own tzatziki. He just excelled at this. Big time. Excelled.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, Theo uh, is one up on the hibachi chart oh. in this season. We're 15 episodes in. Is he at the top? So he is joined at the top with Brent with two uses of the hibachi, followed by Rhiannon and Amy on one. Now, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so, you know, good to see the hibachi back in the kitchen. 15 episodes in, not too many appearances. Back I to you, Patrick.
1: I mean, um, in terms of... <laughs> I can't even talk uh, about the cook because... All we have to talk about is the judging. Yeah. When you clap for yourself, (laughs) you know you've done a good job. He didn't even allow the judges to speak (laughs) after he tried Andy's
0: pitta. The the funny thing was, he was there describing it. I think he said oregano four times because he was like, they're not even listening to me. I think they were like, so what did you do? It's like, put some oil and some salt. and Some organo and some they're not listening to me organo they were literally pulling bones out they were mesmerised and it was that moment where Andy was like do you want to try it and he knew like (laughs) I love that he clapped though like that's so bold it's so like that (laughs) that, could you imagine could you imagine if he, he tasted it and he was like boom yeah and Andy was like I know oh it's that wrong tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been brilliant But oh. also not It would have been so cruel Really amazing I love that I love moments like that Amazing
1: job He hid it out of the park The, the judge's comments Like Andy called it unbelievable He really enjoyed the honey glaze On the lamb I would not instinctively put honey with lamb But I guess because he's Greek, he has the honey, he has the oregano, he has the preserved lemon, he has the cucumber, he has the yoghurt.
0: And let's go back onto what we were just saying about Rhiannon. Balance. Mm. Where is the sweetness? Yeah. Where is the sweetness in all of those things? It's nowhere. But what if you just have a slick of honey on it?
1: Yeah. Fuck. Amazing. Um, Andy also told him it doesn't get any better. Jock just... Clapped.
0: I think it, uh, uh, he, he hardly spoke. Yeah. He just clapped. Uh, Mel said, lip smackingly, plate breakingly fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then she talked about cooking with soul and that you could taste the love he had put into every mm. element and called the result soul-filling. I mean, you could not get better feedback. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then if we go on to someone else who didn't do so well, how about we talk about Melissa? Mm. So there were two ragouts and two pastas in the room. It was a her against Ralph.
0: Yes. So
1: and her having the italian heritage
0: but ralph having traveled around mm, italy mm. two very different approaches and melissa appearing very confident with the ragu because it's something that she said she makes at home a lot. Yeah. Um, and actually, let's talk about the two of them together. Okay. Because they were doing very, very similar but different things. So, Melissa uh, was doing an overnight ragu as she was calling it. it. was beef and pork if I remember correctly in hers. And a pappardelle pasta. Whereas Ralph, on the other hand, was doing a pork ragu. Yeah. I did look like there was like... There was pork, but there was also ham there, I think. I think you could have put
1: pancetta pancetta, in a start,
0: maybe. So it's quite a lot of porky elements in there because of the magical animal that a pig is. Um, And then he was going to do parpardelli. And then once he got wind that Melissa was also doing it, he knew he had to step his game up. You thought I was going to say the RuPaul thing, yeah? And I'm like, not. <laughs> no, he had to step his parpadeli up. Step um, your parpadeli up. And he did a pasta called garganelli. Garganelli. That's it. Yes. Um, which I was like, face crack. Okay, he's here. He's here to play because this is really, really good. Like I know it's. It, shaping is on pa, of pastas on MasterChef Australia is actually very very rare to see mm. when people make pasta and this is probably why over the last 14 episodes of this podcast when someone makes pasta we've kind of gone boring a little bit mm. because it usually is spaghetti linguine parpadella or tagliatelle. It very rarely ever becomes shapes, and granted, they are very similar. There is a tiny, especially when it's handmade like his was, there's a little bit more process in there. And it was a conscious decision to make it like that, with that shape, those curves in order to hold the sauce and everything like that. The biggest difference between them? Ralph made his pastry on day one. And that is why he was safe.
1: Yeah. It had the al dente, it had the bite, Mm. it had the texture, it held its shape. It was everything that her pasta wasn't, unfortunately. Mm. Now, in the cook, I thought her ragu looked nicer to me. I thought his was quite watery, very chunky. Mm. Uh, On a slow cook, I was kind of like how how is that still so chunky hers to me was a more traditional style and also because it had the combined proteins I think that's the style I would go for but in the end there was one winner and one winner only and that was Ralph because yeah. he just got every element right now I will say in the editing and you just talked about Drag Race there Here's where these two shows are very different. In Drag Race, you have heralds of editing that you, at this stage, kind of know who is going home. Mm. For much of this episode, because of the pieces to camera with Ralph, I got the impression he could be in trouble.
0: have they conned on to the likes of us now who turn around and say, Oh, we saw his family, that's it, then he's gone? And that I think in the past has normally been a very clear indicator, but I think they've caught on that I think editors are like, No, the people who watch this is, are clever, so probably not. It's
1: considerate editing because mm. the whole point is that you keep the audience. On the edge of their Mm. seat until the end Mm. it isn't obvious Mm. Um, have we
0: had everyone's story per se like also get into episode 15 and only having one contestants um story yeah it's a bit unusual i know i know obviously haven't had any on phil we did had we yeah I think it was like episode seven or eight we had did. We? Okay. Yeah, and I... Uh, um, uh, pretty much everyone else, I'm just going through them here. He was saying he wanted to do, do, do something Irish food, okay. Irish ingredients and all the type of stuff. Yeah,
1: pretty much everybody else yeah. has had their kind of background... On screen, yeah. um, okay. So he did an amazing job. Kudos to him. Yeah, great yeah. to see him again. Ascend, 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 yeah, ascend.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like he he's getting more and more confident yeah. as the weeks go on. And I do want to see more. I just want to see more. Again, we've seen pasta, but he did—he didn't just do pasta. He did pasta with a good twist, yeah. quite literally on it. Uh, so that was really great to see. Um, Melissa's won the comments by the judges. It was mushy, the ragu flattened it, it lacked freshness, and just generally underwhelming. Yeah, quite underwhelming. quite harsh. Um, Let's go to someone who got very positive, Brent. Let's go to Brent. Yeah,
1: who ended up in the top two of the whole challenge because he chose to do confit duck legs with pickled turmeric and sambal, and it was the and then he crisped the the duck the duck leg
0: the, cr- the pickled uh, turmeric is the thing that he, was, he puts it on everything quote including his wife <laughs> to which Chuck I, was I like I ignored oh, that okay. um, that I'm, I'm really intrigued by it because it's not something I've encountered before the pickled turmeric not putting things on people's wives um, also
1: that you pair a pickled turmeric and a sambal to duck yeah confit yeah. classic French yeah. like old school technique yeah. but then these like kind of exotic isn't the right word but like exotic in the context of that yeah.
0: technique as in confit duck is so classic French you yeah. get it in cans in a supermarket for goodness sake you get it in in Ireland you get it in fancy cheese mm. shops to do that with this kind of dish is fantastic and Inspired. amazing and re- uh, that dish just looked incredible um, let's just spare a thought for Andy's sweat glands well. Because he could not handle that spice Which makes me think that him and Phil could end up being best friends Because they both find <laughs> mayo spicy at this rate uh, You know, could be a lot um, Just really amazing really The feedback good. that he got Very clever uh, The best thing he's ever cooked in the kitchen Wow and Brent has kind of
1: there was all this expectation episode one Mm. who's this person who's coming back like he definitely had the upper hand there's a couple of challenges he's he's had the kind of insider insight into for me Brent has gone into the background a lot over the past two weeks he was at the foreground the first week all of the hype but yeah. then he he has performed so 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 i think this is maybe turning a corner now
0: is that possibly um if you think to last year and how the edit about julie went yeah that obviously julie being the original winner and being so universally loved and everything like that it constantly did feel that everything was almost like the julie show to a Mm -hmm. certain degree i wasn't against it but i know a lot of people who watched this show were were they worried that it's like well brent has to a degree an upper hand yes we already are familiar with him we already know so maybe we don't showcase him as much as if he was a new contestant yeah However, when he does incredible things, he is going to be the star of the show. And I think that's kind of what's happened here, Um, which I'm not angry at. I love that dish was incredible looking. Um, I'm really, really happy that he had a dish of that success. And, you know, it's... It's that fusion of styles again And with with this particular challenge Of time and everything Really great to see him do so well I'd like to see I'd like to try that actually Myself I don't have a CV
1: Again it's that thing of like after this uh, episode, that's probably the recipe that yeah. you're going to click on to mm. the website and try to find. So that is amazing job.
0: And um, Before we probably go to our last contestant, I think we're going to talk about, yeah. we'll just do a uh, rapid fire thing of a few of the dishes that went out. Okay, um, I have
1: one, Antonio.
0: Antonio, the birria tacos. The birria. Looked Bloody good mm,
1: that jus yeah. that taco, yeah. Um, amazing,
0: Alice d- did the uh, yeah, bow with bao. the with the. This is supposed Korean to be rapid fire ribs. Korean braised short ribs with pickled veg. Yeah, stunning. Exactly
1: the thing that us would cook over a couple of hours mm. at the weekend at home.
0: Uh, rue slow cooked beef cheek, a classic slow cook. But it was with you know again our our mentality here in Ireland would be to go straight for you know. Get Guinness and Bailey's and thyme. Uh, She went for chili, ginger and garlic sauce, and it just fell apart. Really, really delicious looking.
1: Um, Addy did the lamb and the hummus, and threw on the weird, flaccid parsley garnish (laughs) at the end. Then had to wear it. Slightly undersalted in the spicing. Then we have. Karachi chicken from Phil Apparently Hadn't
0: been crispy
1: enough Hadn't been crispy enough Now yeah. uh,
0: Disgraceful <laughs> Why? He could have got a copy of our book And learned how to make crispy Phil. chicken Phil Come on Yeah Give us your address And quick. we'll get you a book to you um, <laughs> Actually there's two contestants We haven't really talked about mm. uh, In the end And mm. we're going to have to go Zoning in on both of them Okay So let's go to Robbie first Okay And I have to try not cry. <laughs> because that was emotional. I have here
1: as an overall yeah. kind of observation of this episode. Yeah. Everybody in this kitchen wants Robbie to do well. Yeah. And everyone at home does too.
0: Yeah. Totally
1: He is lovable He is pure He is human In a way that Okay this is season 15 People have watched this There's probably egos in the kitchen There's probably personas Put on in front of the cameras You know To get screen time You've got to be uh, Energetic and clapping And screaming all of that He's the antithesis of that He is just himself Yeah and he is pure and simple and he needs to be protected at all costs
0: absolutely so it's interesting and this is a thing that's come up a couple of times whether it was the cold press juicer yesterday a couple of other things in other challenges where he's like I've never used this before, I don't know what this is, uh, just because of his style of cooking. He's like, you know, he's handed he's handed a, 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 a slow cooker and he's like, I put things on the ground to cook. You know, like, it's just such a, it just shows the skill that he obviously has in cooking and then it's thrown into a completely alien environment for him having these these pieces of equipment that he's never used before but he just has to adapt because it is the thing of the expression adapt or die and it's essentially that for him um but his, he knows the processes it was interesting he said the, th- the slowest thing I cook is four hours maximum because like there's people hungry at home and I need to feed them like yeah. it's as simple as that so he did an Asian poached duck uh, rice and pickles Um, I guess before maybe talking about the flavour or anything like that I did feel that maybe uh, the mixture of ingredients there were probably a little bit Random, I said this yesterday as well. There was like carrots. There's your favorite, Patrick loves baby corn.
1: Those you effing corns, baby corns can go and die. You hate them so much, like as in you see them in the shop and like Ugh. you
0: flick the V's at them. You hate them. Um, they have zero flavor and they're just a crunch. Yeah, I love them. Um, Ron was the mushroom as well. So, I think. Perhaps to a slight degree I obviously don't know how it tasted But to a slight degree it appeared to lack A little bit of cohesion His presentation was great Sorry I think that was a whistle That came out of my mouth there into the microphone (laughs) So um, as I spoke um, It was very pretty Very refined And kind of like Declan yesterday Not really expecting to see that But it's great Mm. to see that learning And that development 15 episodes in However, the emotions... The emotions yeah. were a lot, and... It,
1: it c- kind of punched me in the heart mm-hmm. to... It was... He was, like, holding it together until the end, then they called time, and then the emotion just, like, appeared on his face. Yeah. And, like, it's it's hard then because he can't change anything about it. Yeah. So...
0: Um and as a viewer it was kind of like it was you and him on screen and that was it yeah intimate and everyone else is talking in the background and I found it weird that considering everyone is so fond of him I don't think anyone noticed necessarily that he was so unsure and upset the only person was Declan on the gantry and that interaction was cute with the little, <laughs> little kiss oh, oh my god it was cute. melt your heart um, I genuinely had tears in my eyes because I was like yeah. he's so upset and worried and everything like that you can see how much this means to him and then in the judging itself like you know heart stopping kind of moment waiting to see how he did and that reaction like I think when Jock said long pause <sighs> It was bloody brilliant. Like I just had tears streaming down yeah. my face because the relief, yeah, the relief for him to have that moment and to have had to be learning so much and to still be succeeding is great. Mm. I also would really like to try a duck and a slow cooker. Now, to this really
1: is great. the only critique I I have of that dish: the duck fat. Mm the oil that comes out of it can be quite gamey mm. as a fat. And so I wouldn't boil or poach a duck because of that, because I just think that flavor in, in a stock, I'd be a bit unsure about. Yeah. I'd probably slow roast at like a really low temperature, get all that oil out and then kind of amp it up. Fanny Craddock, stab it with a type of
0: thing, yeah. And And then you think
1: of a neighbour who you don't like that
0: much, and you just stab (laughs) it all up. I'm going to need klaxons for every time we mention Fanny Craddock on this, but it's got to keep happening. If you listen to this,
1: all you have to do, go onto YouTube, type in Fanny Craddock, and, just watch. and cook, cook go Christmas. to Christmas.
0: it's nearly Christmas you might as well watch yeah. it at this point
1: so um, can we talk about the last person who is in this challenge and that is Amy who did a fusion dish of Japanese Mexican pork braised taco and she did the tacos herself of course um of course that tacos gave her issues
0: yeah Um, for the record, I'm not a massive corn taco fan myself. I, I don't love them. I'll eat them. I'll enjoy them. If they're done well, I'll be happy. 99% of the time I eat them. But if you gave me the preference, I'd go flour myself. Oh, okay. I don't know whether it's just because that's what I'm accustomed to from growing up and having inauthentic Mexican food. I just don't love a corn tortilla. Yeah. Or a corn taco. But I'll eat them. Yeah. Um... I think uh, We
1: commented During the broadcast Like The pork had been Sliced
0: And slow cooked And fried Yeah so it was pork Shoulder Or belly It was shoulder I can't remember the cut That she said But She just kept saying pork And then it came out And it was like Three pork chops or like really thick ones, granted, but three out of the pantry, out of, out of no, no no out of the slow cooker. Oh yeah, yeah, when they were cooked, I don't know whether that was pre or post, but they looked as if they were cooked individually, which sent alarm bells in my mind because if you're doing tacos, you do shoulder, yeah. you know, you do pork shoulder, and you 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 make it work like you do carnitas. that yeah. is what you do. And I'm just kind of like, if that's what went into the slow cooker, girl, no wonder you had. Dry meat, get tacos, the cookbook. Yes, and learn
1: how to make
0: for once we're not promoting pork. our own cookbook. <laughs> we are going to promote the cookbook that came before ours, which is Tacos by Lily Ramirez Foran. And it's fantastic, it's brilliant, it is the quintessential tacos book that you need. Mm. Get it it's great and there's a great recipe in there we'll just send the package of Blast Books over <laughs> straight yeah, okay, it'll be easier okay. um,
1: and then also obviously go on a signing tour over there because there's obviously going to be huge um, interest oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah Amy's, Amy struggled I love Amy's attitude She's I love her brightness her, her yeah. smile her laugh her energy in that kitchen is so needed because she just takes things in her stride and just experiments but unfortunately, today was not her day. No. So it came down to three cooks in the bottom three: Amy, Rhiannon, and Melissa. Now, Rhiannon
0: was given a pass because of the sambal, so which that is fair excluded her. And it was, and they quote misquoting, probably quote unquote misquoting. They did say it was the redeeming thing when it came to the criticism of Amy's and in the kind of like who is it there was unredeemable Unredeemable. qualities and that's the kind of the cutthroat way It's it or irredeemable irredeemable let's go let's go with both yeah Yeah. let's go with both Um, so it was a shame it was basically because there was no freshness there was no lightness there was no zing to it is what Melissa said the meat was dry just a flop yeah it's a a shame it's a shame to see her go that's a
1: great point to consider though because in a slow cook challenge that everything is like is like low slow Mm. intensified probably quite rich a common critique had Mm. been them trying to get the flavour of freshness or zest or raw but it's
0: because slow cooking in particular creates monotonous food zaps and that's not a bad thing. F- flavour in slow cooking is hard to achieve. It's about texture, yeah. ultimately. And it's about tenderness and pull ability and all of that jazz. Relying on it for flavour is always going to be a risk. Unless you pack it in so many ways full of it. Yeah. And that's always got to be a struggle and that's where Amy and a few others really let themselves down, which is a shame. Uh, I'm sad to see her go.
1: Yeah. I'm very sad
0: to see her go, but I think the right decision. Potentially I possibly might have saved her over Melissa, but Melissa has a better track record. True. Um I think Melissa demonstrated a bit more skill that worked in terms of that ragu was very good her problem was the pasta yeah. whereas there was nothing necessarily good that they had to say about the tacos um, just scanning back in my notes just to see some of yeah. Amy's best bits um, the orange cake in the orange <laughs> That I'm still them. obsessed with Um That And the caramel dumplings
1: oh, 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 oh That you said You were going to try After that episode That and was three weeks ago And you have not made it I've yet. not
0: been in your house To make it We don't have a microwave here So I need to, I need to go to your house To make it Fine So we live together. I mean, his parents' house. I just affectionately call it your house. Though. You could steam them in the steam No, room. no, 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 no. The recipe is in a microwave.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, girl. I need to make it as Amy intended. So, attended. so um, that's that.
1: So unfortunately, Amy has departed the competition, but I think has a great future in food. I can I see her having see
0: the most gorgeous little natty wine bar, selling Ooh. small plates, Gilda's oysters, olives, to start, and then all these exciting things, such as you know, a sardine flatbread. I'm there for it. That I'm
1: there for it. on our tour around Australia. I'm going there, yeah. Okay, yeah, so
0: open it up, baby, please. Thank you.
1: S- so, then at the end of the episode, we got a preview of the entire week actually. Mm. So, we snippets of a couple of episodes, and it's all about nostalgia. Mm, I like this, all about tapping into the food memories to create new ones and excited there's going to be an outside service challenge there's going to be a chef who's going to do a pressure test i think
0: yeah um it did look like the outside challenge is in a chinese restaurant yes it did so i'm really intrigued but then the food that they showed in and around that clip did not necessarily look like Chinese food. So I wonder if that's just the way it was edited or whether that's uh, an indication that it's like more about the setting than anything else and all that jazz. We will wait to see. Thank you for listening this week. Thank you for the interactions and everything like that. As each episode goes along, we're seeing more and more people getting interested in it. So do talk to us about it. Tell us your favourites. Tell us what you're liking. And we will continue this on Monday night. With another episode,
1: we'll see you then. So
0: confusing that they say Sunday <laughs> night, and we're sitting here on a Friday night recording this. But anyway, it also was an hour and a half long tonight.
1: Also, this is three to four months after it aired originally. Anyway, so mm, exactly who's counting? Uh, who it's on our own schedule. Okay, until the next episode. Bye. Bye.